0: Well, this year's NPC has gotten off to a pretty fast start with every team managing to secure points in the competition looking as even as it has been in several years. So this highlighted uh, last night, of course, by Uh, Manawatu's magnificent victory over Auckland at Eden Park. The team in amber and and black have been typically uh, hard to beat early on in the piece. They've found their gallop nice and fast. And Taranaki have had four wins from their first five, just slipping up against the Steamers uh, last weekend. Uh, so looking back to, to, to bounce back, Taranaki travels south to Rangiora, showgrounds to play a Wounded Canterbury outfit, also coming off a loss. It's a clash that typically delivers great games and great names, actually, and there's nothing to suggest this Saturday will be any different. Let's catch up now with, uh, I guess, the elder statesman of uh, NPC coaches, Taranaki's Neil Barnes. Uh, Barnesy, good morning to you.
1: Uh, good morning to
0: you too, Smithy. Four out of five, happy with the start? Uh, yep, not going to say
1: I'm terribly happy about losing last week, but you've got to take it on the chin sometimes, you can't be at your best every week in that sport, but yeah, we've definitely um, slipped up a little bit um, in that game and we're aware of what we've got wrong, so now we've got a challenge in front of us going down south to play Canterbury, so I'm not going to be happy about coming second last week either.
0: No, uh, and it's a a traditional clash. Nice to see them uh, taking rugby here around the place. I mean, you guys were forced to because of the closure of Jaro Stadium, so you you had to uh, take it to the country. But Rangi, you're a showground. something uh, nice and different?
1: Yeah, looking forward to it too. I'm a rural person myself. So I reckon it's awesome that you take the um, game out into the communities, and I'm sure the local people will get behind it and make it a great day.
0: Yeah it was um, I mean a remarkable result last night for uh, Manawa two. I think first win over Auckland of 41 years, uh, which is quite staggering but uh, no crowd, no one there. Uh, does that concern you, Barnsley? you You know you've been around this level of rugby for a long long time. you seen dwindling numbers in Taranaki?
1: Um, our numbers are actually going all right and I, I honestly believe if you return the game to the communities and you start picking from one you, within your clubs, um, the public get involved with your team. It, you know, nowadays obviously with there's so much footy on TV. You know, it's a cold night or something, people are just going to stay home. I get all that, but you know we've tried hard to select our teams from within our own province. Um, and then everyone's a, got some sort of buddy. I don't know interaction with a player if they're involved with club rugby and someone on their team is in the team, they're likely to come along and support that person. And I think it works pretty well for us, but. When you look at the whole picture of it, um, and I look at my players and our management, everyone's involved in these fantasy buddy teams that now that you know league and that basketball and all those sort of sports have, and it creates interest. And I actually find that, like a lot of them, actually are watching those sports rather than rugby. And it's something that New Zealand Rugby needs to look at and create interest in our sport so that people get involved, want to come along and get involved in it.
0: Not long ago, um, the CEO, Mark Robinson, uh, suggesting that this, uh, this competition is not sustainable, uh, the way it is shaped at the moment, and it is uh, it's time for another change. I mean, you were an advocate, advocate of, um, of uh, this format pretty much uh, quite some time ago, quite outspoken on it. How, how are you feeling about the proposed move this time around? Look, at the end of the day, I'm
1: always open to change but it's for the better. Um, I haven't seen what they're proposing to do and I look forward to seeing that. But we've had a competition that's run, that's run an NPC competition for years and has served this country well because it, it's a great opportunity for players to be playing club, to find a window to get into NPC, which is semi-professional, and then be seen by the professional teams and earn their right to play professional rugby. Um, I think we need to stick with that model personally. But like I said before, we've got to create more interest and. In, Part of that's what I've just talked about. The other part's actually playing the game. Um, I, I'd love people to be a little, have a little more courage and actually play the game the way it should be played instead of just having box kicking and forwards carting the ball into a brick wall all day. Actually show a little bit of bloody courage and play. Um, man, if you come second sometimes, so be
0: it. But have a crack. Does that roll over into the officiating of it as well, Barnsley?
1: As in having courage?
0: Well, yeah, I, I, and the, the officiating side of it has to play ball with us. I mean, oh, you know, sorry. we're seeing games yeah. of rugby, you know, 40-minute halves going for an international rugby going for an hour, and I'm sure that's you know, happening in, in domestic rugby too.
1: Yeah, I'd like to think there's actually a move to stop that sort of thing. And I, I congratulate Chris Pollock, who runs our referees in New Zealand at the moment, the domestic competition, as they're trying to have less interference in like You can't have it always. You're going to get a few decisions wrong if you're not going upstairs all the time, but we need to use the people upstairs for the right moments where it has a big impact on the game and to not be continually going there all the time. I get it. People get a role and they think it's their day in the sun, but just ease up and remind yourself while you're there is to get the right decisions at the right time and get that balance right. So I'm working with referees. I always use the words clear and obvious. If it's a clear and obvious situation, call it. If it's not, Mate, just let
0: it go past. Um, there's no point going there. Barnsley, let's uh, go specific, uh, if we could, on on your squad this year. I mean, obviously, uh, if you see it named, I mean, it's just full of Barrett's and uh, All Blacks and prospective All Blacks. So, but by and large, the realistic side of it is you don't have them. Um, so let, let's talk about the squad in particular this year and um, putting it together and, and perhaps one or two of the new names we should look out for.
1: Um, yeah, like We've got a reasonable, stable crew, to
0: be honest. And as a coach, you'll soon
1: work out in time. It takes two or three years to put a team together, to get it to go well. Well, we're at that stage now. We've got a good balance of experienced players and young fellows coming in. Um, so we had a you know, a couple of boys come out of club for the first time this year that haven't shown their face much yet, and haven't had an opportunity. Um, but there's also a lot of people like Mahana Grinley, who's played a couple of years in our squad, who's hardly played, has really worked hard and is now starting to show that um, the fruits of all his hard work. So pleased for him, um, and a couple other boys um, that are, they've come from the club that are still to have an op that I think um, people will enjoy seeing over the next couple of years.
0: What about your leaders? Who, who are your traditional on the field leaders that you're you're working with at the moment?
1: Um, we've got Caelan um, Bosier and Logan Crowley are our two co-captains. Um, But we've still got Tay Walden, who was our captain last year, along with Mitch Brown, who's gone to Japan. So that's good. And then when you've got the likes of Stephen Petafetta on the field as well, um, it's a big help in driving your game. But, yeah, there's lots of leaders out there. Ricky Riccitelli and Bradley Slater, are both good leaders in their own right. So we're pretty blessed across your whole team um, with people that can stand up when required.
0: Rangiora Saturday afternoon. It 20:5. two oh five. It's uh, Taranaki against uh, Canterbury. What do you have to do better than you did against Bay of Plenty?
1: Um, we didn't get our exit plan um, right, to be honest. You know, there's a few people mixed up their roles, um, and it doesn't take much than the other teams on. Um, they got a few lucky bounces, um, but they were honestly all over us at the breakdown. So a couple of things: getting our exit plan right, and probably showing a little more at the breakdown would be handy to win the contact area. But when you play Canterbury sides, you've got to be able to um, handle their set piece. They're a well-drilled team. Um, so if you don't get that part right and they start rolling their pack forward and getting penalties, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. And to add to that, we've got a back line that I think is attacking very, very well at the moment. So, yeah, they're a handful, but um, we'll certainly be working away at that to take away what they think they're good at and um, see what happens.
0: Well, traditionally, that's been one of um, I think the traits of uh, Taranaki rugby over the years, uh, going way, way back, has been the the strength of your set pieces. So you'd you'd be confident in that, wouldn't you?
1: Yeah, 100%. Um, but it doesn't mean to so say you go into the game without respecting them. Um, You've got know, people like Tom Moody running around, a couple of super players in the front row, big boys in the second row, and a super loose trio. Um, yeah, you you have to be on point. So. Yeah, we will be, um, and I'd like to think we'll match them, um, and then there could be a good game of rugby flow out from that.
0: Uh, Banty, just uh, looking a little bit further afield, um, I would imagine uh, when you got an opportunity, you had a, a quick look at the, the All Blacks uh, South Africa the other day. Where, from your point of view, was that a, a one-off poor performance, or was there elements in there that genuinely worry you?
1: No, I haven't got major worries here at all, Look like, At the end of the day, if you look at the first 10, 15 minutes, um, man, we were on. Like, they were at us hard out on our line, and we actually survived it, and the only thing that put them back there was ill discipline. Um, we coughed up, I don't know, three or four penalties, and they just put us back in the corner again, and we finished up getting a person on the bin, and that's when the cracks appeared, and by the time we had a red card, game over. So, yeah, there's the discipline side of it. There would be a few things, a lot of time for Jason Ryan. He'll sort out some little things up front. He will not enjoy getting his pants pulled down by that crew Um, but you have to respect the other teams at the World Cup are bloody good teams, and if you're a little bit off, they're going to take you. So I'm not worried at all. I just think at the end of the day, it it turned to shit when the red card happened um, and their forwards were all over us, and I don't see Jason letting that happen again.
0: You always, uh, Taranaki, set uh, a bit of a standard at, at, uh, at club level, school level, club level, uh, filtering on through to uh, this level of rugby. Um, do you see that strength still? I mean, you know, you're know, you probably a bit of a yardstick province to gauge where club rugby and that sort of thing is. Are you, are you confident in the numbers?
1: No, I'm not, to be honest. That's one of the reasons I came home, because my passion is to support grassroots rugby. And I, I truly believe we've got a growth experience for kids, um, at a lower level now and that a lot of that has to do with growing our coaches to make it more fun um, and then making sure we've got that right through the system um, from when they're in clubs at midget level flowing through into high school and then coming back into club again after high school but there's a massive gap going on at the moment when they go from club to high school back to club there's a lot so much not playing there so people always talk about high performance and taking the best kids um, into different models but invariably that doesn't bloody support um, the kids that are left. You know, you get into a high school and suddenly you pick your best teams and all the other kids haven't got anyone to support them. They've just had um, rejection chucked in them their face as a 13 or 14-year-old. And if that's the case, they'd probably think, well, should I go do something else? So we've just got to make sure the game is there for the right reasons for the kids to actually get out, play sport, have fun. And, yes, put a little extra support around the kids that have shown promise, but they don't need to be bloody plucked into the best schools in the country at 13 years old or picked into the very best teams at 14 or 15 inside schools yeah. when they can't actually handle that rejection. And if you are going to do that, you've got to make sure you've got a great support structure around them and coaching and things like that so they're still having a good te- good time if they're not on that best team. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I think it's a, a pretty general concern, mate. You wouldn't have much spare time. Do you play any golf?
1: <laughs> it's like someone stole it, mate. I have a roll around once a week if I can to get my head out of rugby, but I'm pretty bloody terrible. If it was cricket, well, I'd be pretty happy. I can break a tongue quite regularly.
0: <laughs> well, it's an interesting thing because we've had a message come in. Um, from uh, someone who I, I don't know it, it seems like a former member of the Black Cabs Management who says uh, you have a, a slicing problem, a compulsive slicing problem which is seen regularly at the West Town Golf Course uh, is that true?
1: Uh, 100% true but if that certain member of the uh, cricket management by the name of Mike Sandal actually came out and played himself I wouldn't mind him throwing stones but I don't think he has
0: the courage to hit a ball either Nah, I don't think he is either, mate. That's it, what happens when, you, you know, cricketers, no heart cricketers, no heart. Hey, hey, Barnsley, great to catch up with you. Always uh, love your honest approach and um, uh, it's fantastic to, you know, at least once a year to, uh, to get your thoughts on what's going on at this level because of the passion is quite clear in uh, your voice that it uh, means a lot to you. Uh, have, a, have a terrific day. All the best on Saturday against Canterbury, mate.
1: All good, Smelly. Stay well, mate.